Blog Talk Radio. podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. And here we go. It's Friday. Yes, it is Friday. For those people that know whether we are on Friday or not, today is Friday. Yes, Friday, May 8th, in the year of pandemic 2020. (laughs) God, you know, it's amazing how we have now made that the icon for this year. And it will be like the Spanish flu of 1917 and, you know, whatever. Right. God, I don't know. So... So this is this is it. We're here. We're on the air. We have got a wonderful show on the chariot, which obviously has the major arcana card number seven. It's very interesting, and it'll have we'll be able to peruse it. But how was your week? Um, well, it's about the same as it's been the last eight weeks. Um, you know, there there are the government is starting to make some adjustments to our shelter in place rules. And um, one of the things that was supposed to shift this week was that retail businesses could open back up, which to me, I was like, no, <laughs> as someone who owns a retail business, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going back to the shop yet. It is not safe. It is not safe. Um, right. And I'm not putting any of my staff in danger either, but it, it's not that retail businesses are open. Retail businesses can be open for curbside pickup, which is, uh, but it's for a business like mine, you know, for a little witchy esoteric goddess shop, it's really a place that you come into and you walk around and you check things out and you vibe. Uh, you know, you get a, you like, oh, I need this thing that I just saw that I didn't even know existed. It's not like it's on your shopping list. Like, oh, I'll go get a rose quartz and a statue of Rhiannon and some vanishing salt, you know? Um, so it doesn't really change anything for us. Fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. Of course, I want the shop to 
survive this, um, but I also mm-hmm. want all of my my customers and my staff and myself to survive this too from a right. perspective. So, you know, it's weird. I'm feeling weird. This has been uh, a weird week and there's really no other adjective that can sum it up other than weird. I'm, I'm safe. I'm healthy. I have food and shelter. I have my child and my spouse with me. We have our little dog. We live in a neighborhood where we have places we can walk that are beautiful. Um, It's been very warm this week. My allergies are starting to kick in, so that sucks a little bit. I can't be outside for very long. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we got our, we we started a CSA, a vegetable CSA, so we got to pick up our first vegetable box yesterday. That was like, I'm, I'm so freaking blessed. And I have to recognize how much privilege I have right now. And I'm like, I want to go walk around Target. And I want to, you know, just like, I like going to Target. <laughs> I, want to, I want to go, I want to go to the shop. Like I had a, a curbside pickup already this week. I did, I've been doing um, a FaceTime appointments with customers. I'll do FaceTime or Zoom and I'll basically walk you around the shop and go, look at these beautiful things and do you have questions and what would you like to look at? And I had a, a customer who, I had several appointments this week, but one customer decided to pick her order up after her appointment. And she said, coming in, she's like, sometimes if I was just having a bad day and I needed to change my energy, I would just come in and take a moment to be in milk and honey. And that's something we hear all the time at milk and honey, that people just come in to get some good energy and to feel better and to feel uplifted. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm missing that. I'm missing connection and you know I'm a short introvert so I'm still okay with not having a lot of social stuff going on but uh, I'm feeling weird I'm feeling a little off I'm feeling nervous about the long-term impact I've been so living day to day and moment by moment and now I'm starting to look further into the future and there's Mm -hmm. just so much unknown so I'm so weird I don't blah (laughs) I don't know what else to say about it. How are you doing? Oh, Lord, it sounds like we can we could probably patent the conversations and say, yeah, and that's the slight version of that one and the slight version of this one. Um, yeah, uh, it has been, you know, when, when you say day-to-day, moment-to-moment, um, pretty much that's what's been going on in my world for the last week. Unfortunately, there have been standard glitches that happen when you don't, the structure that you're used to is been sort of dropped. Mm-hmm. And you, you do have some, but not like you used to. And I am still blessed to to um, go to work three days a week and uh, have a, you know, because we're sequestered in our own, in our own room, which is perfectly fine. Um, but I was, I had a client and I was running late and I was nervous and I got my, you know, I walk my dogs in the morning and then they get put in their little, you know, area that's all theirs and safe and sound water and pooping area and everything and stuff, toys and took off. I forgot mm-hmm. after I got there and at a certain point I got through the client, I got through the the, the next client, and then I had a point where I needed to 
put my phone on my charger, and I realized I had not put it in my bag that I brought in, so I thought it was in the car, and I went to the car to look for my purse, where it would have been, and I had no purse. And I was like, like, oh, shit, I have just driven to where I'm at without a driver's license, with, you know, out any things, because I had to do something, and, you know, there were things that I was going to pick up on my way home um, that were at Dollar Tree, couldn't do that. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. So I call my roommate, and I go, you were going to, would you be willing to take a drive and bring it out to me? And it was sweet. He did. He brought it out. Nice. And, I mean, that that was it. But I have, I have, you know, rarely, if ever, forgotten my purse. You know, it's just not part of my world. And that really disturbed me. Um, Of course, you know, when they say what goes around comes around, I got a call this morning because I was finishing off an appointment and we were at the end and I was in the back room where I did it. And it's my roommate saying, I locked myself out of the house. The keys are not in where I thought they were in my car when I, you know, because he has an electric car too. Um, but I, can't, I need I need my keys because I can't drive a car and I can't go to, you know, and I go, okay, fine. So I come out and lock the front door and let him in. So I thought, well, you know, I didn't have to go so far. So I was blessed. Um, but it's been very disconcerting. And yeah. I talk to this person I was talking to um, in the appointment, she basically said she was telling me of how many people have done the exact same thing, have literally Mm -hmm. left something of vital importance that they were supposed to take that they didn't take when they left, whatever the things they were doing. And, of course, it's very tedious. You know, you, you make sure you have your mask and gloves and you know, wipes if you need them, and then you go out and you do your thing, and then you come back, and then you have to put all your stuff on an area, and then you have to clean all of it, and you, you know, there's this, and I was noticing the other day how intense, you know, that it is, right? just to do simple things, nothing that is intense, Um, Yeah, and that I think is, is, it's very disturbing, and yet in all of that, I got this wonderful FaceTime call, um, video call from my daughter. It was dark because, of course, you realize it was like, what, 6 o'clock our time here. So we got sunlight in there, or 6.37, and it was um, dark. It was 9 o'clock, I think, 8.39. And she wanted to show me something, and she turns it around, and there is my almost 5-year-old granddaughter with a kitty hula hoop, and she was trying to hula hoop. And she was putting it on her wrist and trying to do that. And then she'd, she'd do one and then it'd fall down and she'd get like, she'd get very dramatic. And she'd throw herself like bend over like dramatically like what the hell did I do and then pick it up and do it. And she was busy <laughs> doing this. And, she, and my daughter says that they were, she was on her way home from having gone to work, picked her up and stopped off at a at a dollar they call it dollar general which is in the dollar store but yeah. more like yeah, a, yeah. a mini you know uh, I don't know 
Anyway, mini store. And so off she went to get what she needed to get, and she was coming back out. Her daughter stayed in the car because she doesn't, you know, she hasn't taken her in anywhere other than, you know, like her grandparents' house, her house, um, the grandfather's house, you know, all the people that are that have been around them all this time. So I'm like, and they're not in the such a rigid shelter in place um, as we are, but they are yeah. doing as much that as, you know, really doing it. Like not, you know, she said to me, Mom, you're going to open the restaurants up. And, it's, you know, she said, it's going to be a long time before I go into a restaurant. And I said, yes, I know oh, that yeah. feeling, you know, um, and, but she was, you know, saying, well, Aurora wanted this. She saw it on the outside and she wanted it. So I went back through the whole procedure and got it. And then she turned, Aurora, of course, turned to her mom and said, thank you, mom. I love oh, you. And sweet. she kept saying that. She, yeah, she said it all night long. And I was like, that is so, you know, I mean, so it made up for the disconcerting, frustrating uh, time. But it also was poignantly how much I miss them and right. that process but you know the fact that we are where we are and what we're doing it, it um, it's like you I, I look at the future you know like months like even months down the road and I just don't I don't I don't know what to see mm-hmm. it's so sad. it is so sad um, because we all know that's not going to be what we had before it all went to where it's at now. Um, right. So, and unfortunately, there are idiots that are trying very hard to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it ain't going to go there. But, um, yeah, and yet there are these incredible things I've been touting this one TV show that had its season finale episode and I'm glad they got renewed but it's called All Rise and it's based out of the Los Angeles the Los Angeles area it's based about the judicial system and circumstances and what they did was their last Hmm. episode literal virtual show they basically everybody did their their acting job in their home, dressed as their their you know, consistent with what their client or their person would be, and it was all about what happened with the judicial system in the situation we're now in, and how do you adjust? And then of course how the people adjust. I was fascinated. I was all I was, I was just like, they they did this literally as a screen and you would see the, 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 the ones come up and the, the different things and you're just like, wow. And I mean, it addressed and there was a DJ that was sort of the focal point behind, good morning LA, you know, we're all in it together and then he was doing different things and, and he, so it kind of gave you a um, a version of where a particular situation or a, a segment has fallen because of what we're doing not just where I am because of what I do or you because you've got a store and, you know, this is a retail store and what do you do with that? I mean, but how do you do this other thing? How do you contend with that? And I don't know. I was very impressed. But creativity seemed to give you an idea. There we are. Um, 
within that. So do we want to get started with the chariot or do we have something else we want to babble about before we start the chariot? Yeah, no, I think we can move on in. We're doing uh, the next episode in our t- major Arcana tarot explod- exploration. I was going to say explanation. <laughs> I guess it's kind of an explanation too. But yeah. now we've made it to the chariot, which is exciting and moving and energy and yay. Yeah. <laughs> yay. Definitely. And, you know, obviously the various different decks, we, we go with the writer to, to make it um, consistent with something that is very uh, – Step one in a lot of people that, that learn to row, and then each of us have different decks that we talk about because we use them. And I try to always include the Paul Foster Case deck because it is much more esoteric. They have a lot more to talk about. They have a lot more symbolism they, they, they throw in and how they view it and what the information is layered underneath. So why don't you kind of jump in with the the description of the the chariot and see how we go with it. Yeah, okay. Uh, You're meaning the rider weight, yeah? Yeah, the rider weight. Okay, (laughs) I'm just making sure. (laughs) Sorry. So we've we've been, you know, basically going with the rider weight smith imagery because it is a a pretty good base and foundation. And um, most modern systems are based off the Rider-Waite-Smith uh, imagery. So mm-hmm. um, in the Rider-Waite-Smith, we have a person, and uh, it's a male person, but it's a rather androgynous-looking person, but it is, a, it is a male person. And they uh, are in a chariot, which in the Rider-Waite-Smith, the imagery is very interesting. The chariot looks very heavy, uh, which is not always the case in other systems. The chariot almost looks like it's made of cement, which I find really mm-hmm. weird. Um, mm-hmm. in, in this image, it is pulled by a, two sphinxes, a black sphinx and a white sphinx. Uh, and there is a black and white motif to um, some of the imagery around the sphinxes as well and what that might mean and the potential um, representation of what all that means. Um, the, the figure in the chariot often is wearing a crown, and in the Rider-Waite deck, he's wearing a crown of stars, and above him, there is a like a fabric that is also covered in stars. So he, there's a city behind him. Often, he's holding a sword or a wand, but in this image, he's, he's holding a wand. Um, let's see. There is a, uh, a gavel. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know where that gavel is. It's on his coat of arms, but I don't see it. On um, the card, I don't really see it. Okay, um, let's see. He's got. Well, I see the wand on one hand, but I don't see anything in his other hand. Actually, yeah, he's supposed to have a, a coat of arms. Um, a, there's a Masonic symbol that is the symbol of self-control. Oh, I see. There's the coat of arms. I'm looking on his. Yep shirt I'm like there's no coat of arms there it's on the chariot oh, it's so on the chariot a, yeah yeah <laughs> there's the mallet or gavel there's also wings uh with the sun in the middle um and so these are um there's a lot of imagery here about control mastery and mm-hmm. influence as well as balance with that that black and white energies and the, the colors right. of black and white 
Uh, he's also, if he's being pulled, he's bowling, being pulled away from the city. So that's something to just take note of. And he has these crescent moons on his armor that are right at the, the armpit, really, the shoulder and arm there. Um, there's the crescent moons, uh, so, which if you look symmetrically at this card, the crescent moons are holding each shoulder and there's actually a male face on his shoulder. Yes. And then above that, very symmetrically, is a, a star. So there is this interesting uh, moon, sun, star, celestial imagery that's all over the place. And there's all kinds of weird little hieroglyphic magic symbol things in his um, skirt, in the, the, the yeah. bottom half of what he's wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all kinds of cool oh. shit in there. Yeah, and you notice that the the... One on his right shoulder, the the moon face looks more masculine. The other one looks feminine. And if you look at the sphinxes, the one that is to the left, well, yeah, the left, if you're sitting, if you would be the right if you're looking at it, it's got breasts, it's more feminine. And the the one may have breasts, but is much more masculine looking mm-hmm. in terms of sphinxes. Am, so they kind of... I'm looking at an image on my computer, but I'm going to pull out, I'm sitting right next to my own deck. I'm going to pull out my own deck because some of this is harder to see on a computer image when I have the card right here. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I so, wouldn't have missed okay. that little symbol if I had been looking at the card in my hand. There you go. Well, see, they also, the one, the, 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 the chest that he had, the, his breastplate, there is a medallion. Now, in the mm-hmm. Rider deck, there is nothing on it. In the Paul Foster case, there is an actual symbology of it. And mm. so yeah. it does have a, a specific hieroglyph, um, hieroglyphic meaning. So, yeah. Um, so well, it's a be square, said. right? And there is, yeah. there is some esoteric meaning behind the square. Uh, and mm-hmm. it is a white square. And as we've mentioned on on all of these shows in the past, um, all of the color has meaning. The different colors that are used are used very intentionally. And white is right. the color of innocence and purity. So right. there is something interesting there, too. And if you notice, and this is something I didn't notice in any of the things that I've been reading, maybe I have glossed over it, but the cuffs on his arms almost look like crab legs Mm. that you know the kind of the way that they have the little weird legs that kind of flare up because this is the uh card of the astrological sign cancer yeah there is that i don't know they may i see that i don't know if there is any meaning to it or no but it just i was because we've been getting into the actual picture and so you look at it sometimes more deeply when yeah. you're when we're doing something like this than normal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And but, there's also yeah. behind him the city, but the, there's what looks like yellow co- coming down mm-hmm. from each edge of the city, and that's actually a waterfall. So there, again, shows some of this energy of cancer and moving water, and there's a river. Right. Uh, so there is this um, repeated pattern of celestial influence and that emotional movement right from water right right yeah. So, yeah so you've got a lot of of the symbology of the the aspects and of course we're looking at 
this, the idea is victory. It symbolizes the victory for the triumphant king who has conquered all planes, particularly those of the mind and the science and growth. So this is mm-hmm. a card of dominion in many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. And I think it, you know, in, in some ways, it also can be, if, if you're looking at it, rest and victory, it also means self-discipline and stability. So I think that is the positive side of this card, is representing um, if you desire to obtain something, that's one thing. But then it's mm-hmm. not about being, I've got the total power now that I've acquired it. There's more to it than just that. Right. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things with this card that, um, you know, I've heard it, when I've heard some people read on this card, uh, one of the, one of my mentors specifically refers to how there's no movement in this card, which is not exactly the meaning of this card. You know, the, the overarching, I always take the chariot as a very positive card, um, Mm -hmm. success and willpower and action and things happening, but in the writer weight, there is no movement. It's all, and there, the sphinxes are not bridled in any way. So they're, how could they be pulling the chariot if they are not connected to it in any way? And you, right. there are other um, renditions of this card where the sphinxes are going in different directions. So there is also this, um, uh, the, and you know, the sphinx alone is a well of interesting things that we could dig into, you know, but if we have a, opposing colors, opposing forces pulling in opposing directions, there's also something here about um, direction and being clear on where you're going and having some balance. And that's mm-hmm. the thing with the chariot that I always sort of um, like. I, I don't know, beat into people when it comes up. It's like, yes, success is at your fingertips. Make sure you stay balanced, you know, exactly. especially if you think of an actual chariot. If you've ever, you know, watched a movie where there's a, a chariot race or whatever, they're not the most stable of traveling options. They're quite dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you need to be a pretty good and uh, trained driver to to drive a chariot, so that's something right. to keep in mind with this card. It isn't just success; it's, it's success with focus. Right, right. Yeah, and that's that's what I think. You can attain a certain amount, but then there's this other part you have to actually work on to make it go forward. And and sphinxes are sitting um, in other. Uh, areas and they're facing slightly opposite directions so it's and I think whenever I see that even in the depiction of the card that I that the deck I use is that you've got to bring things together you're 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 pulling in different directions right now so mm-hmm. you kind of have to realign and the same thing is about balance and stability and you've got to do that in there are no reins. He's not holding any reins on this. Even in my deck, there are no reins. It's because it's through the the aspect of self-discipline, thus will, is part mm-hmm. of how you gain this process. So um, I think that's important to look at as well. Yeah. So um, 
personally, this is a very important card in a lot of levels, and it is the number seven. So, of mm-hmm. course, that in itself means, you know, it's it's considered a card of a number of perfection. So, um, and in most of the things, it's very sacred. You know, we have the seven chakras and, you know, all the different sevens that we come up with in terms of that. And um, I think it's it's the beginning of the next level for the self, the embodied self in the human, to take on the next seven cards forward, the next cards forward. This is kind of the mm-hmm. midpoint. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we've been talking about the major arcana as a journey, right? We start as the mm-hmm. fool and we move through all these uh, moments of self reflection or growth or what have you and the card right before we talked about was the lovers and there's this energy of duality and connection and it for me it's always felt like when you reach that that point of your personal duality of your understanding your own uh, binaries your own edges and your own connection Mm -hmm. to divinity you kind of can shoot forward but it's right. like coming to a grips and really understanding your own ness <laughs> gives exactly. you this energy to propel you forward. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in in light of the fact that it's just that, the enlightenment, the aspect of being able to direct one's life in a balanced healthy, fulfilling way. And I think that's part of is. And so, you know, um, taking that on, you, you kind of look at all these other the other things about its meaning and its place on, you know, the, the various, because um, a lot of times the, the esoteric um, aspect is placing the major arcana cards on the paths of the tree of life and where they connect and what they do. And we haven't gone there because it's way, way beyond, you know, just what we're doing right now. And I don't mean that we can't do it. It's just it would confuse people if you started going that far into that other side um, of where these cards actually can take you um, in not only your personal journey, but in ways that you can eventually utilize in reading the cards for other people. Mhm. Yeah. So, but um, and I think the other part of it here is most especially is realizing that the um, the reverse, you know, which neither you I can use reverses in our uh, reversals, but would represent the 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 unenlightened or the the, the self-absorbed side of it is decadent desires and, you know, um, desire for change, unethical victories, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. things of that nature that show you more of a spoiled child and childish demands that are uh, for attention that are not um, in keeping with where this card really has you, you know, moving towards. It's the opposite side. It's, um, I don't sound like we're talking about anyone in particular, but um, be that as it is, it, it kind of shows a, a, a the darker side of yeah. human nature. Yeah, I think, it, you know, it can also, in a reverse position, show uh, that there's obstacles or 
um, blockages towards the movement and it may be a time to change direction or get more control or get more balance. Again, I always come back to balance with this card. I can't help it. Um, you know, so that's, that's another way to, to look at it, even although I, you know, I reversed for sure. Like that's something to look at, but I also say that when it's not reversed, like, okay, to make sure you don't overdo it, make sure, you know, you need to be courageous. You need to step forward. You need to, to do the thing that might be feeling like it's impossible, but you'll be successful if you stay Mm -hmm. balanced, (laughs) you know? Well, yeah. And it's also the way that you read those is like, for instance, if that card comes up with the five of swords or seven of swords or, you know, some of the different cards that can be, have a, have an imbalance or a dark, a darker side, so to speak, it will present you with the area that you're saying, yes, you need to, you know, this is something you need to work on and it's not, you know, you need to go to balance. You need to find that, that aspect of, because that's what this card represents. I mean, if you're going to do any kind of movement forward, you have to do it in a more balanced way. Otherwise, you might wind up off in Timbuktu, as my mother would say. Yeah. Yeah. But oh yeah, ahead. it's break time. Yeah. No, you're right. We should take our we should take our quick break, and then I'll I'll uh, blah blah blah. Some more. Some more. more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll be back okay. in a moment. Definitely. Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. We're back. Yes. Okay. So you are going to go into something. I turn this this over to you. Go for it. So I was just going to say, you know, when this card does come up for me in a reading, I do always take it as a positive sign. You know, even with other um, troubling cards around it, it's still to me, I feel like you can find success. You will get the success you're searching for. Uh, you know, it, it, there may be some things you need to adjust or do or push harder for. Or, you know, courage comes up a lot, the word courage mm-hmm. around this card. Um, so that might be the thing that needs to be focused on. But ultimately, I always find that this is a real good omen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it is because it is the sign of cancer. 
Um, I also, I tend to look at, you know, telling people sometimes you may not go at something direct, how a crab moves. It's kind of sideways a little bit, and then it goes forward. It doesn't always go completely sideways, but it goes, looks at something slightly off to one side or the other to sort of get a better view of something. And I think behavior-wise, translating that into whatever the card is saying is always, you know, take a look at your landscape, look around, take a, you know, kind of more than just a direct bombardment of I'm going straight and that's all I'm doing. That's it. You know, I mean, right. um, it's, but it is a card of positive in its own right is a card of positive nature. And, um, you know, the, the, uh, uh, speech and tenacious memory. So obviously, you know, and, and the ability of will. So these are these are things to be taken into consideration as to an esoteric meaning, but also this is what it does. This is where it's focused on. So, right. Yeah, and uh, I think of all the cards so far in the Major Arcana, this is really the first one that's like action. You know, all the others have been about reflection or tools or understanding yourself or outward mm-hmm. influences even to a certain degree. And this is really the first of the major arcana that says, okay, it's time to do something. It's time to step forward. Uh, you know, the fool is a little bit of that, but that's the beginning of the journey. This was like, you're already in the journey. You've already been doing this stuff. Now is the time to do something real big. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, and, um, it's it's interesting because in the the Hebrew alphabet it's Kef and that's C H E T H and it's you know K H A Y T H Kef, which means fence or enclosure. So um, interesting is because think of you know I mean a crab has a hard exterior it's enclosed all the self nice gushy stuff, tasty stuff we eat crab. Um, <laughs> Sorry, apologize, Grab. Um, that it's on the inside, but there is a a hard shell, a, a fence around which you have it. And if you do look at the, you know, even the Paul Foster case, which is very similar, you have the fence is first the, the chariot that he's he's in, and the other one is the walled um, city behind him. Mm-hmm. So an enclosure right. is, you know, a giving a a reference point to do what you need to do. It's like, this is my location, and now I am going to safeguard it, and it's a place to take refuge, but I'm also going to protect it, and that kind of a thing. So, right. you know, creating that. So, anything else you've got notes on you want to throw out? Well, I have my Druid Craft um deck which is always kind of an interesting spin that I like to share mm-hmm. um, let me put the writer weight over there for a second um, in the Druid Craft deck which again is by um, Philip and Stephanie Cargom who are heavily involved in the OBOD the Order of Druid wait oh, O-B-O-D Order of Bards, Obates and Druids that's what it is um, and if you're interested in Celtic studies or Druid studies, um, they are an excellent resource. They've written a ton of books. And the OBOD is a community where you can, you know, get Druid training. And there's 
their system. Uh, and mm-hmm. it is online. A lot of it's online. So you don't have to have a, a local grove just to kind of plug that for a moment. Right. I'm not a member of the OBOD, but I have been involved in their online um, chat rooms and things like that. It's pretty interesting. A lot of very smart people. Anyway, chariot in this deck is that it's a woman. It's drawn by a woman, um, which I really, really love. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's see. So the keywords here are triumph, success, mastery, control, the developed ego, overcoming obstacles, fame, and journeys, which is very interesting. Um, Yeah, here he says the significance of the chariot, the journey to develop the persona, ego, or everyday self is a long one. But once we become conscious of a center of awareness within ourselves, we can start to allow a natural organizing principle to work through us, which manifests as will. Through applying awareness and intention and by using our will to make choices, we can steadily make progress towards a success and achievements. One of the ways we make progress is by engaging with obstacles and by engaging in conflict. It, the unwise and immature person attempts to trample others with the force of their will and encounters unnecessary obstacles as a result. But with wisdom and maturity comes the ability to know when to confront or stand firm and when to yield or surrender. Our path through life is a continuous dance between penetrating and yielding, between forging ahead and stopping to open to the beauty and stillness of life around us. Mm. Um, And, you know, it says meaning successful engagement with life. Uh, And the message of the chariot is maturity and wisdom come from courageously engaging the difficulties and challenges of life. The art of success lies in knowing when to surrender and when to take control, which I just, I always, I love everything about this deck, even down to some of the subtle differences that they write about and they use um, and their explanations around the cards. I just feel like it, it fleshes it out in a way for me that feels much more true and complete to what my way of thinking and looking at the cards. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just have to share there a little bit because it's always so cool to me. Well, and it's very interesting about courage of, of what this is talking about. And uh, appropriately, you know, one of the things that neither you nor I actually thought was going to happen when we started this whole process is the the, the pandemic and right. what it was going to do. And that being said, this is a card that really speaks to that this time and where we are and what the stages are that, of course, the stages of reopening um, the the economy, the, the, the world that we are in and from where it has been to where it is. I mean, everything you know, you all shudder in and, and, and pull in, and then now what are you doing? And it's, you know, when to move and when not to move, how to how to proceed forward. It's very poignant when you were talking about that. That came to mind immediately how reflective. And we seem to follow in this, not our own design by a long shot, that when the cards that we happen to be talking about Mm-hmm. synchronistically come at times when there are things that are happening during this particular situation. I have found it uh, very uh, magical, 
is worried yeah. about how this is this is working because obviously we had two weeks where we did not do our standard, you know, this is the next card. We had Beltane and, and we had Ask a Witch. And now we're back with, you know, the, the particular card. And I'm like, wow, this is so appropriate, especially as mm-hmm. I say from what you just read, of where we as situations, be that city, states, government, whatever it is we're talking about right. right now, us, each of us, where we are. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, what's interesting is one of the things that, uh, you know, around the pandemic, right, that uh, is as as businesses and states and things begin to open back up, what's likely to happen, like, it, this is kind of like uh, testing. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. In all likelihood, as things open up, cases will also start to get higher and higher because it's not like anywhere cases have stopped. You know, no, no place. There are a few countries that have stopped completely the spread. Uh, but if they open their borders to any other country, that will change, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, what is going to happen is the numbers are going to rise, and and that it's going to become more and more dangerous, and then there'll be a shutdown again, right? And it's going to be this kind of back and forth, testing the waters game of. Like, okay, is it safe now? Nope, back into the hole. Let's poke our head out. Nope, time to go back in. And that's going to be our reality for quite a while. And that is a lot of what the chariot energy is. I mean, this is exactly what you were saying, right? Is that it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we need to be successful. We need to move forward. We need to have a plan of action. But we also need to be cautious and careful and balanced and measured and uh, understand the implications. Yeah, so it is funny how much it fit yeah the, the, the that we're on you know I yeah and it, it um it's really it just it's amazing uh, I just look at this and I go wow this is so awesome that you know this is what we've chosen to to utilize our broadcast with and how because this is what we do for a living we, I yeah. mean, obviously you're a, a store owner, a metaphysical store owner, um, but our our field of work is is yeah. with the tarot and then, you know, our own spirituality and within that concept, moving moving our own boundaries and borders. But um, it's just, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, I can handle this. And, of course, because this is speech, in the esoteric, it's the human function that defines us. You know, we talk, we we communicate. Uh, it's uh, it handles what we we will say and how we say yeah. it. You know, and um, so I think it's uh, you know, cancer obviously is the chest. Again, it's just not interesting. It's the breast, the chest, and the stomach. And, of course, the chest is the fence of bones around our chest area. So it's not necessarily the lungs per se, but it defends the lungs, which, if you're looking at what we're talking about, has been the main attack of particularly the particular virus we're talking about, which I didn't mm-hmm. even notice until I started looking at my notes going, wow, look at that. Right. So, yeah. But... Um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything. I mean, it goes into a lot of symbology. Um, I know that deity-wise, they actually, my deck, my alternate, uh, more pagany deck, 
attributes Apollo, Artemis, and Helios being the deities of this particular card. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Of course, you've got uh, the Ar- did you say Artemis? In the sky. Artemis. I know Artemis. Artemis. That was that was a, a kind of a shock to me when I was going yeah. back over some of the particulars. So. I always find the the dichotomy of Helios and Apollo to be so very interesting because it's not like, you know, Helios is one of the Titans uh, and he yes. was, he's the sun, literally. But then Apollo comes and Apollo drives a chariot across the sky with Helios, with the sun in it, right? So it's like, this just shows how the Olympians usurped the Titans or took control or whatever. But I always find it so interesting. Poor Helios. <laughs> he was he was the sun. And then Apollo comes and, like, drives him around in a chariot. Wah, wah. <laughs> well, look at it. Reframe it. Helios. Okay. In the, in the traditional, okay, emperor is in the chariot. He has a charioteer. He doesn't drive the chariot. He has That's someone true. that does that. So Helios has a charioteer, which is Apollo. Now, Apollo has his own stuff, but you figure he actually holds all the power. He's just not participating and doing much of anything. So, you know, is that a negative or a positive? I don't know, but interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sidebar has nothing to do with this topic, but, you know, I can't help it when deities come up. I always got something to say. (laughs) <laughs> well, of course, but in a way, the charioteer, he's the charioteer. He isn't necessarily the actual, he's the mode, he's that which drives it, but doesn't necessarily be the only thing in the chariot. Yeah. So you got kind of a, you know, and then basically the, the intelligence of the house of influence. So you figure that which is influencing is the higher self is influencing what is the conscious self, which is what the charioteer is. Yeah. You know, what else is there? Um, Well, obviously the ruler of cancer is the moon. So that's part of why you've got a lot of the moon references on the, the, uh, the card. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So color is orange, yellow, and musical note is D sharp or E flat for musical people that want to. No, I didn't even know that was a thing. How fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Each, well, see, in the the Paul Foster case deck, they go into a lot of things. So each card has uh, a color, um, an element. This is cardinal water, which we know, and of course the ruler, and that talks about a musical note, and and then of course it always has the, the intelligence of whatever it is that card represents. But um, yeah, I I thought that was kind of interesting. So I'm like, okay, I am certainly not a musician, so we'll just we'll say that, but I don't have a relationship with it. Yeah. But, um, so, but. Other than that, I don't know. I mean, I like the, um, I think we go with a softer. You know, when I'm I'm hearing what you're saying about your deck and I read what my deck says, they're not less powerful, but they're taking it in a a softer context, a more Mm -hmm. uh, balanced, I don't want to say balanced, a more uh, more, uh, reflective. It's not as, as aggressive 
I mean, not that the card yeah. isn't aggressive or that the cards aren't aggressive, but it doesn't have that. Because when I read the stuff on Paul Foster Cates and the esoterics and even writer, the weight rider uh, deck explanations and information, it's all so pontificating and, 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 and more than uh, this is how I am talking about it. And yet listening to what you say and reading what my little cards say, it's, it's using a softer approach than hammering mm-hmm. you over the head. Yeah. So. Yeah. The other thing I like about the, the Druid craft deck is that the chariot is clearly in motion. Like the woman who's driving the chariot, her cloak is billowing out behind her and the ho- there are uh-huh. horses pulling it, a white uh-huh. horse and a black horse. Uh-huh. And they, there is a, I don't know. I don't think yoke is the right word, but there's a, a bar coming between them that shows that they're obviously attached to the chariot. Movement is uh-huh. happening. And I like uh-huh. that, uh-huh. you know, that there is something about the Sphinx, you know, the Sphinx is a very, um, esoteric creature it's a you know mm-hmm. a mythical creature it's it has ancient ancient origins it's often um the um, connected to questions and mystery and deep knowledge and um quests right you have to be able to answer a certain question of the sphinx and respond to the sphinx, sphinx's challenge in order to complete the quest so there's a lot right. of to the imagery of the sphinx um which I appreciate, but I do like, you know, the, the ones where the, the sphinxes are replaced with other animals. I think that's an, an interesting artistic shift, and it, mm-hmm. it's interesting to look at the potential way that that changes the energy of the card. Because um, right. I've seen chariot cards where the polars of the chariot are cats and um, other humans and um, star beings. Like, there, it's unending um, mm-hmm. But it's, it does change some of the energetics of the card by changing something as simple as who's pulling the chariot, you know, or exactly. having it be a very masculine figure to a very feminine figure. It changes the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. Yeah, definitely. And it, even my deck has, you know, it has a individual driving it but it's in the sky it's moving and you can see the the animals are their horses not sphinxes and you know yes you're right there's much more movement and i think mm-hmm. that's another version of the process because you know keep in movement but in movement make adjustments right you know? and rather than whatever standing still and trying to figure out how you're going to get moving again um, it's also a, a possibility, but which is to a degree what they're trying to do right now with our economy and our our existence is that everything stopped, and then now they're trying to move it. But really, everything didn't stop because right. uh, there were still things going on with businesses and and things of of a nature that still continued. So, um, but yeah, it, uh, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a card that I think has been downplayed a lot because yeah. it hasn't, I mean, in the weight rider deck, as you say, there's no movement. It's just stationary. It's like there, but even the card, as we're talking, the cards, they have made more out of this card than just a stationary process. And, 
that allows us as readers and people that utilize that, those kinds of tarot an idea of how to shift this energy to, to bring it more into an active balance rather than a stationary balance. Mm-hmm. So, yep. do we have anything else we want to say? Because, you know, we're getting close to our time, but I want to be sure we feel we have totally gone through what we can with this beautiful card. Yeah, no, I feel good. I think we've we've covered the big things and the things that each of us find interesting. <laughs> what more is there? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That, that's it. It's we've done it. We're we're on a on a thing. Now obviously our next card next week will be strength, which is right. um an interesting card too. So I will turn it over to you to do closure. Yeah, well, we, you know, we've been following along the major arcana. Today we talked about the chariot. As Elvira said, next week we're talking about strength. Uh, And we'll be doing a few weeks of that in a row before we get back to our Ask the Witch segment, which will be down the road a ways. But we're always looking to collect questions. So if you have a topic, a subject, a question you'd like us to banter about, if you go to our website, witchpriestesscauldron.com, you'll be able to put in your question there and see if we can get a chance to answer it on an upcoming show. So please do that. And in the meantime, that's it. Take good care of yourself. So we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week for sure. And uh, who knows what may happen between now and then in terms of our, our circumstances. And we will, we will once again make comments based on, what we see and feel. So That's right. everyone have a wonderful week. Stay safe. And see you on the radio. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.